1: In just a couple of minutes, Craig Cooney is going to be joining me live in studio, and we are going to be chatting about F104's gig that he just recently performed at. It only happened there a couple of weeks ago. And then Judith McAdam is going to be joining me back in the studio, and we are going to be talking about how you can manifest certain items into your life. So that is all on the way in just a couple of minutes. But first, joining me live in studio right now is Brian Penny. Brian is a PhD student, he is an author who is writing his very first book, and he's also a personal development coach. So, hello, Brian. How are you?
0: Hi Shireen, how are you?
1: Good, long time no see.
0: It has been a while, it's been a while, too long.
1: I know, when was, you were on the show like six months ago, was it?
0: Oh, I'd say six months, yeah, about that, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember you were one of my first interviews, and that's why I was like, I need to get him back.
0: <laughs> it was one of my, I was really nervous at the time. I it, remember. It, yeah, <laughs> it's great to come in, it was my second uh, radio interview, well, it's great to come in now and see the difference of that, that the the nerves are going, you know. Public. I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: You were, like a, you were like a new person walking in, because I remember <laughs> you were written even at the end, you are like, is there anything I need to change? And I was like, Relax, you're yeah. fine. But you you love getting that feedback, don't you?
0: I do. I, I, I call it negative feedback and people don't like that. It's constructive feedback. I nearly say negative feedback because just to, to uh, jab people a little bit. But it's for me, it's constructive feedback. I think it's very hard, I think, for anybody to see around faults or to see around where we're going wrong. So I just, I'm always asking people for feedback. Yeah, I love it.
1: And how do you stop that from um, damaging your ego? I'm going to be honest, because sometimes when I get bad feedback, I'm like... Ooh, that, that hurt a little.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've completely reframed how I look at failure and how I look at negativity and how I look at doing things wrong. So I, I remember looking into the, the origins of the word failure and it comes from the word subsidiary, the Latin word subsidiary. That's where, it, sorry, the origins of the word success. And subsidiary, I'm probably butchering that, by the way. But um, and it, com- it means comes from the Latin to come after. And for me, it's to come after failure. So to actually succeed, you need to fail. So if I do something wrong, I see it as learning. I see it as, as another step in success. There was a great quote I heard one time that if I fail more times than you, I win. And it's just so if I get constructive feedback or negative feedback, they're telling me what I've done wrong, but that means it's growth. So that's, that's I've just reframed it really, you know, and it makes me feel better.
1: Yeah, no, well, like no better man for it. You're, you're, <laughs> you're literally studying how to reframe your mind.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Are you
1: coming to the end of your PhD? How no. long do you have left?
0: Uh, two years to go. Oh, two wow. years to go. Yeah, it's it's not on hold at the moment. It's um I've started parked it because um we're, we're chatting about that I'm writing a book at the moment, so I've parked it for a couple of months. So I'll be back into it now at the end of October. But um yeah, we're looking at mindfulness interventions for people in recovery um from early addiction. And it's going great. It's it's it's. I wouldn't say it's not so much reprogramming your mind. It's quieting the mind. Well, it is. It's reprogramming the associations you have in your mind with bad thoughts, and from an addiction perspective, with the triggers and the associations you have with co- different contexts and stuff like that. But um, yeah, a couple of other we chat about it another time. Going to the academic stuff, but a couple of nice variables that we're bringing in to look at wanting more and materialism and stuff like that. So I'd be dying to get stuck into it now next year.
1: Oh my God, that, that's absolutely mad. Just because I remember when I was chatting to you last time, I mean, you were up to a lot, but I feel like your life has just kind of escalated over the last few months.
0: Yeah, the, <laughs> lad, yeah, the, the last few months have been crazy. So there's a couple of things I can't talk about, I suppose. Um, a couple of projects I have gone. So I, I I, got the book deal. I was writing a book with um, Brezzy, with Niall Breslin. That sort of fell through. Um, just that We were both busy doing different projects the, the time just didn't really work but that got me an opportunity to get, get published from my own book which will be coming out next year and then I suppose I, I, as you know as well, Shrein, I always talk about it. I love being bold, taking risks and stuff like that. So I reached out to Virgin Media at one stage. I'd love to get like um, me on TV show around self development and helping people and stuff like that. So that's still I sent him in a proposal, but I'm looking at other angles of other TV shows and stuff like that. I'm just really, I'm just willing to put it out there and see what comes back. You know, just having fun. I know,
1: <laughs> you know, well, fun, fun. It's all about the fun. I it suppose. is, it is. Cause I remember. Um, the first time I interviewed you was for a podcast I was launching which is definitely over a year ago at this stage.
0: My first podcast. Was it? <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. god look at us now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god that's mad because I'm yeah. pretty sure you're one of my first um interviews as well. I can't even remember I think someone sent your details on to me and I was like he looks um, deadly. Mel. Melanie. Yes. Yeah
0: yeah yeah. Yes yeah. Um. because I remember. Taylor. Yeah and yeah. you
1: were you were telling me about all these ideas you had and stuff like that and then The standout thing from that entire interview, which I'm pretty sure is like an hour and a half, was when you turned around and you were like, I'm the happiest person I know. And I feel like that was one of those things that really hit me hard. And I was like, wow, like what a quote to be able to say. Like, is yeah. that something you still stand by?
0: It's 100%. Do you know what? I, I've tempered it a little bit because I don't want to come across as egotistical or anything like that. But I say I'm one of the happiest people I know. But I, I genuinely am. Like, I, I wake up happy. I go to bed happy. I, I have the ebbs and flows that are there. But my baseline happiness is always high. And um, I suppose where, where the really... People ask me why and it comes I spent most of my life in addiction and it's probably the comparison of how I used to feel but really for me it's the it's the discipline it's the structure that I have in my life and it's it's not sexy it's not fashionable to be talking about structure and discipline and and tactics and tools but I have a very rigid morning routine not a rigid morning routine a structured morning routine mm-hmm. and I do it every single day if it's world war 3 tomorrow I will be doing my, my morning routine tomorrow I go to the gym I eat healthy and I just say it often as well. It's it's like I've switched addictions, but I'm addicted to energy, addicted to, to to progress and energy, and and doing things that I love, and that's what keeps me happy. And some people say, yeah, you probably switched addictions, but if I can say I'm one of the happiest people I know, or the happiest person I know, I'll take that, you know.
1: Yeah, well, to be fair, you probably have because I feel like I've like I'm I I have the exact same sort of personality where like I'm all or nothing. Yeah. But I think you're better off putting that addictive energy into something positive than obviously what you were doing. So. That's yeah, And we just gotta drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's Not so a reframe. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even thought about it. I like yeah. thought, oh, my God, you're so right. Because <laughs> I remember the last time you were on, you were touching on your morning routine. You're talking about how, like visualization and, so, and all of that. Is that still a big part of your life?
0: A huge part of my life. And you know what's been brilliant? I remember a couple of times, um, uh, some of my visualizations that I that I'd practice in the morning. I, I visualized writing my second book in the Alps before I even was writing my first book. It was uh, this other book that I want to write, and that's going to happen. It's I'm in line to get that the next day on that. And um, but I remember doing lots of visualizations around uh, doing big gigs, big talks, and I done one in Zeminar last year, and then I had done my own one in the Drioch there a couple of months ago. I got like that was just me own giving back to the community, and I had nearly three hundred people packed out house. And um it was like I visualised, I remember I visualised about them things and said, Oh wow, they came true. And it's great to see that happening. So I'm nearly stepping it up now. I'll be visualising going on the Ryan tubberty show and stuff like that for when the book comes out. And I, I genuinely I know what I'm gonna say on that show. Uh Tim Ferris in America, I'm a mad fan of his and I visualize myself on his podcast and just putting it out there, you know.
1: No, it's good. You know? No, that definitely. And the thing that I love about you saying something like that is because obviously, I like we're speaking, my Judith does like a weekly segment on the show. Yeah. And I love Judith, but I feel like a lot of people may not. I don't know. They might listen in and just be like, "Oh, you know, that's just her thing." But I love the fact that you've come from such a different background and you have this story, and you're even sitting here being like, "No, I'm telling you, it's now. It's true.
0: It's true. It's true." And and the funny thing is, I used to see that stuff as kind of fluffy. And and there's, there's fluffy aspects to it. Like if I visualize I'm winning the lottery, that's not gonna happen. I visualize about things that I can impact. So if I visualize, uh, writing a, a book over in the Alps or I visualise doing a big talk or getting on the Ryan Turbo show if I have an opportunity throughout that day or throughout that week that's going to align me with them goals I'm going to jump on it I'm going to take it so it's got to your visualisations have got to align with potential actions that you can take and I think that's really the important the tangible part That because I'm all about tan- being tangible and science I'm all into that stuff applicable stuff and I think that's the important piece
1: yeah, no, that's the part that, because I feel like when The Secret came out, all these people where I was one, sitting on my couch being like, 10 grand, 10 grand by the end of the month. Yeah. Like, it was never going to happen, <laughs> Serena. It was just going to like, bing, and be yeah. in my account. But a lot of people would see it like that, which is absolutely mad. But then, given what you're studying and all of this, I've, I feel like you're the one person who may be able to answer this question. Because I've I always no asked this. <laughs> but when I talk about visualisation, sometimes I say, sometimes I feel like and I've, every time I say this a lot of people can relate to it it's almost as if when things are going good you start to visualise bad things or else it's like your mind starts to sabotage itself have you ever experienced that? I haven't <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Do, you know you, do, you, do you know what I mean as in like yeah
0: and I've, it's, it's really interesting I'm starting to lean in here because I do I know self-sabotage will be not something that's yeah, repertoire is the wrong word. It's not something I've traditionally done, but I I do hear a lot of people talking about that. Probably the fear of success, and it's nearly like a lot of people I hear are afraid of success because if they go for it and they fail, it's it's just that they've 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 put themselves out there. It's the part of being vulnerable, I suppose. Mm, it's it's really weird. It comes down to belief for me at the end of the day and so this is something that I can never really get into that I can never really get my head around it's like what's the mechanisms what's the what's the essence of belief because one of the things that why I've been so good in my recovery I have, I, I believe I've had a, a good solid recovery is I had tremendous belief in myself when I got clean I remember when I went to college they asked me to do this interview to get in to, to do the course And he says, oh, no, I think we should do an access course for the year. And I remember jumping up and saying to your man says, I'm not here to take part. I'm here to kick ass. I want to be the best. (laughs) I love that. And I genuinely believed Mm it. I don't know where that belief came from. To an extent, it's a bit strange because in the book, what I'm writing about at the moment, I had a very strange belief in me addiction. Like I was a heroin addict for 15 years, but I didn't believe I was an addict, a real addict when I did believe I was a, a real addict and I admitted to myself. I was the best addict ever that's I, I i was able to flip change the story in my head to make me feel okay so there is a delusional aspect around that as well but it's it's back to your question with it with the the self-sabotage piece it's really interesting it's not something i can answer off the cuff i don't think i'm really i'm i'm, I'm in i'm interested to, to think about that yeah no, but it's
1: because um. Yeah. But then I read a quote saying that apparently we have a negative bias. And I was like, maybe it's something to do with that. Does it not take yeah. three good thoughts to outweigh Ooh, a bad thought? Five, I heard. Yeah. What's, th- what's,
0: oh, God. What, what does... Uh, um, oh, what's his name? I forget his name. It'll come back to me now in a sec. But he says, um, positivity is like Teflon. And... Negativity is like Velcro, so yeah. negativity sticks, and it's like you can nearly think like let's say uh, thousands of years ago in the bushes. Let's say you had our ancestors are walking through the bushes. One of them hears uh, the bushes uh, jumbling or whatever, something in the bushes, mm-hmm. and the, the one of them looks to see what it is. Oh, that might be filled and they get in. The other one says, oh, that might be something to eat us, and they run. So by default, the anxious ones survived. So that's why I always say we are the children of the anxious, of our anxious <laughs> ancestors. So that's the negativity bias. We're always primed for, from an evolutionary perspective, we're always primed for negativity. And maybe that's linked to the visualization as well. It's funny, where I come from, so I, I teach the neuroscience of, uh, I teach neuroscience in Trinity, Trinity College as well. So i have a lot of knowledge around. Sorry,
1: can I just ask, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, if we were sitting here chatting and I turned around (laughs) to you and I was like, do you know that in 20 years you're going to be sitting in F104 talking about how you're teaching neuroscience? (laughs) Would you have believed
0: me? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's crazy at times. (laughs) Sorry, go
1: on. I just had this (laughs) moment where I was like, I'd love to go back in a time machine and just say it (laughs) to you back then. Imagine you're going to be sitting there talking about how you're teaching neuroscience.
0: Oh, I have to think about that one as well. <laughs> How would I have reacted to that?
1: Sorry, go on, as you were saying. Yeah,
0: but um, and the, the thing about neuroscience is from a visualization perspective, and this is why it's not fluffy either. This is what what, what really um makes a, str- a stronger process, a stronger practice as well. Like I'm enjoying this talk now, I'm loving this talk, I'm having fun. So my visual cortex in the back of my brain is firing. The the neurons are firing and they're releasing dopamine in certain parts of the brain that's making me feel good because I'm enjoying this talk. If I am sitting at home tomorrow morning visualizing, and let's say being grateful for this talk, I was really grateful for the chat I had with Shereen. I had fun, it was brilliant them same neurons would be firing because I'd be visualizing that stuff. If I'm thinking about uh, going on the Ryan Turbide show or going over to the Alps to write the book, I'm visualizing that stuff. Many of them same neurons fire. So you're releasing. It's like a burst of positivity, a biological injection of positivity. You're releasing into your brain in the morning before you even start your day. And it's grounded in science, gratitude, visualization. These things are grounded in science. They bloody work like, you know.
1: Um, then what about the whole energy side of things obviously because that that's such a big part of kind of like just how like law of attraction bringing things into your life would you be a big believer in that?
0: yeah yes and no it's um, I would say years ago I wasn't um, but talking about Judith, Judith had a, a huge impact on my life. And when I went to see Judith for the first time, I wouldn't have gone to see Judith if I knew it was Reiki or energy because I didn't believe in the term. I was, very, I was new into college, I was very into science. But Judith done um, an exercise with me that just had such an impact on me. I could feel the energy in my body, the, the change was just extraordinary. So I'm very much believing in energy, believing in things that I can't see. I'm open-minded to these things. But for me, it's about life energy, and it's energy around people, and I, I suppose we're all connected, and there's universal energy as well. But wishing things in on the basis of energy or believing things on the on the basis of energy. I don't know if it just comes to you like that for me i think it's the energy that you give out to the universe pulls things into your orbit like if i'm being very positive and i'm being very bold taking risks and uh, and there's an energy coming from that people that are bold and positive and want to take risks as well they'll align with that energy and we'll we'll come together to do things and if you want to call that the universe coming together and the things we're going to do is pulling that energy in as well so be it i suppose it's just the language we put on it the main part of my PhD is around the language that we put on things. Like at the end of the day, languages are just the things we, are. it's just words we put on reality, on reality. It's like I often think it's like we cut up reality with language. Like depression doesn't exist. Anxiety doesn't exist. Two people could have depression but they could have completely different symptoms. It, it the, the essence of how they feel, they feel bad, that exists. But we, we have made up this word depression. We could have called it a, red bubble or something like that I'm just looking at the bubble there Mm. and we'd call it that but it doesn't mean it is that so language can be very I think you need to uh, reality was here eons and eons before language was and we're getting into a deeper philosophical debate here but it's it's important to know that that Lang- language is just the words that we put on things. So it's re- to it's talk about things like energy and stuff like that, it can get a bit tricky when, when you when you get into the depth of it, you know?
1: Okay. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah. And obviously, I know that you're saying that even though like you're so happy all the time, like you have that ebb and the flow. So when you're having an off day, is there anything that you do to kind of pick yourself back up?
0: Yeah, well, uh, uh, my morning routine and be there. So that will be there. So I, I, I'm stringent about my morning routine. Gratitude will be one of the things. That's that's probably more important to me than meditation. Because what I always say is, yeah, if you're being grateful and thinking gratefully, you can't be jealous, you can't be resentful, you can't be worrying while you're actually being grateful. So I think of a, a great moments with my family, especially my young nephews and stuff like that, having fun with them, and that just boosts me. But sometimes it's just feeling it, just letting it be, just relaxing, watch a comedy, watch Friends, Scrubs. And it's just like saying, right, the body is telling me to chill out, just chill out, and it will pass it, that's a nice little mantra it will pass mm-hmm. the good and the bad
1: yeah Yeah. yeah. oh my god I yeah. didn't even think about it like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did yeah, I yeah. Too? oh my god you're dead right <laughs> um, so I know that you have a blog you have I always get the number wrong whether it's seven or nine step strategies changing your life, it's nine. Nine, it I is st- nine. I still have seven <laughs> in my head, and I'm forever gonna have it. Um, if people want to find all this, where can they go?
0: Yeah, so go to my website, it's uh, brianpenny.com, B R I A N P E N N I E, and it's getting, re- it's it's still live, so it's staying live anyway. But if you go to that website, all my blogs are in there. But if they go on there, I think just down a little bit, just click on sign up to the free strategies and it'll get us it delivered straight into your inbox straight away it's the nine strategies that have had made the biggest difference in my life. Be a lot of very applicable practical steps as well like decision making stuff as well so it's not all about visualisation and stuff like that but all of my latest blogs they'll get on my website as well
1: Okay and do you have any talks coming up that people can go along to? Um,
0: I have loads of talks Um, I started to put them off for a while while I was, while I was writing the book but I have lots for a mental health week but they're all corporate talks that week but I will be doing another free talk so i obviously Always want to be given back so I'm planning a free talk again in November in the Dreacht Um, it's in Blanchardstown, the same venue I done last time and the best thing to do will be to follow me on Instagram or Twitter or on me website but Instagram or Twitter or on me social media and once they go in there I will be advertising me talks from there so the talks I do for the free talks are generally on good mental health practices reducing anxiety reducing stress and stuff like that but I have one planned for November
1: Okay, amazing. And is there anything else you want to throw in before no, we leave
0: you? No, that's, that's great. That was brilliant. That's it? Yeah. Okay, no Thanks so much. <laughs> Super, thank FM 104, Sunday Night Live with
1: Shereen Langan. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ.